Hey everyone, and welcome back to So You Say You're Married. Today I have a very special guest. His name is Hunt Etheridge, and I have a wonderful bio written up of Hunt because I cannot remember all the accolades that he has just by reading off the top of my head. So bear with me as I go through this wonderful resume of Hunt's. So Hunt is an award-winning dating and relationship expert with over a decade of experience helping people become the best, most dateable versions of themselves. And while the focus of his coaching is on making someone empirically more dateable, the lessons learned translate very easily into personal and professional lives, which is what all of us coaches strive for. Um, the emphasis, though, on his work is on confidence building, leadership, image and style, conversation skills, creating chemistry, reconnecting, and so, so, so much more. Um, he has been featured collectively and individually on CNN, ABC, NBC, Fox, Vanity Fair, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, New York Post, Maxim, The Huffington Post, The Washington Post, and Telemundo, Glamour, Mexico, and so much more. Wow, that was quite a list, Hunt. That was quite a list. Well, it's kind of why I just say everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it, and that's phenomenal. And you are considered one of the top in your field, too, and you're consistently called upon for your coaching insight. So with that being said, Hunt writes for the matchmaking business. He writes for Match.com, and he is one of the leaders in all advice matchmaking. So with that, Hunt, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's great to be here. I always love, uh, love to chat with you. Yes, yes. And Hunt is an absolute delight. We've actually been talking for a few months now, and every conversation is wonderful and very insightful. And the reason I have Hunt on here today is because I know we talk about marriage a lot and we talk about relationships a lot, but we never really talk about what it is to date your spouse and to keep courting your spouse, which is extremely important. And I thought Hunt would be one of the best people to get that advice. So Hunt, what is your take on dating your spouse? Well, like you said, too, it, um, a lot of people feel that once the dating is done, they just put it on coast and just mm -hmm. autopilot and just drive. And I mean, obviously that doesn't work um, for many reasons as well, you mm -hmm. know, too. Um, but it's even more important to date when you're in a relationship or in a marriage because you have to help recreate the types of emotions that existed at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, trying to figure out, that, I mean, it's like, where do I start? Um, but basically... Mm -hmm. Most relationships that end, end with a whimper and not with a bang, um, meaning that things become stale, predictable, nothing to look forward to. And even if it does end with a bang, it's usually because it was whimpering beforehand. Because, and as you know, too, and you hear this platitude said many times, but marriage is work. Relationships mm -hmm. are work. You have to work at anything to, to, to make it good. If you bought a house and then never worked on any upkeep yeah it's gonna crumble around you mm -hmm. so same thing with a relationship doesn't matter what your foundations are no matter if you've got your walls and your roof if you're not constantly updating it and building it and, and shoring it up that's not it's not gonna it's not gonna work out for you so true and what you said right there marriage is work you know and a lot of people i think get lost in that word work 
So they think as soon as they enter into a serious relationship, a committed relationship, that their their freedom and their life is over. And they don't have the ability to have fun anymore. And they feel like they're constantly working through this relationship. And they forget that part of the work is actually having fun and remembering to enjoy each other. Yes, yes. I mean, that's it. That's the core of it, you mm-hmm. know? Being with someone that you are having fun with. Listen, yep. do you like your work, what you do? Oh, yeah, I love it. Me too. Mm-hmm. But it's work. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I love being with my wife, I lo- I, but it's work. It yep. doesn't, just because, okay, that's the thing. There's work and there's fun. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. Yep. Uh, that's what I think a lot of people lose, the playfulness uh, and enjoyment of being with each other. And mm-hmm. I remember many times talking to married folks. I'm like, well, I'm already married. I don't need your advice. I'm like, okay, when's the last time you took your wife on a date? When's the last time you did something you've never done before with your wife? When was the last time, you know, these and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, um, mm, mm, uh, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you need my advice more than single people. Because single people know they've got to work. Ooh, I like that person. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Let me get in there, figure out what I need to do, hit the treadmill, Mm -hmm. you know, figure out what they like, read up on horses, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. But we we get complacent uh, in relationships. Mm -hmm. Well, we think we've reached the end game. So as soon as we sign that permanent contract, oh, we're done. Everything's done. We've reached our goal. Now what? No one talks about what happens after the honeymoon stage is over. And a contract, if you will, Mm -hmm. a contract is if the variables change drastically, that contract is not what you originally agreed to. Meaning some people say like, let's get married for life. And then one person balloons up 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. Where we went into that contract, the variables are different than they are now. Or it could be emotional. You get married and then you just decide that you don't give a shit anymore about the other person's emotional needs. Like, mm-hmm. okay, the, 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 the situations where the contract was originally signed do, are not the same anymore. So we need to reevaluate where we are on this, which, is, mm-hmm. which we would do in any other type of contract. Right. You know, if you, you know, but we feel, that's always the thing that always amazes me about the dating and relationship world is it is, in my opinion, arguably, the most important thing that's out there for like mm-hmm. what else is life without you know someone next to you to share it with but we don't feel that we need to do any work for it yeah. if i what what's one of what's one of the main uh advice things that you hear people with to give to singles oh don't worry it'll happen mm-hmm. if i want to learn german and you said to me don't worry it'll just happen how inane that sounds yeah but we say that with regard to relationships completely unironically. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's like a, a, a cognitive dissidence on what relationships are and how best uh, to continue them. You know, it doesn't mean that you need to, work does not mean putting yourself aside and only looking at them at all. You know, it's not that you, should, you know, and it should not be exhausting work. It should be so work true. that you hope to, but there's definitely going to be some work involved in it as well too. Anyway, is something that is called bids. Now, a bid is, for instance, I say, hey, Cody, look at that bird. You have three ways in which to respond, negatively, neutrally, or positively. Mm-hmm. Uh, negatively would be, 
I'm too busy. I don't have time to look at it right now. Neutral would be, mm-hmm, that's nice. And positive would be, oh, cool, what color is it? Mm-hmm. So anytime anybody, friend, business, relationships, says something to you, they're offering up a bid. Now, how you respond to that bid is up to you. But the, the, the science and the data support the people that react positively to each other's bids usually have much longer lasting and much more positive relationships. So it's a constant positive reinforcement, you know, even if it's not something that you feel like is actually actively positive reinforcement, where it is an emotional issue and you're trying to lift somebody up. It's how would you feel if there was constant negative thrown at you every single day on every single response that you had, it tears you down. It makes you depressed. But if you had somebody who is responding positively, not even neutral, it has to be positive for the majority of the portion of the relationship for it to be successful, then suddenly you feel like you're with someone who you can relate to, who you can traverse anything with, and you can come to if you have any kind of dispute, any concern, whatever, they're going to lift you up positively because they're not going to berate you no matter what. Well, that's, you know, and as you know as well too, like you got to learn how to fight fair as mm-hmm. as well. Like so many yeah. It is not you versus me. It is mm-hmm. us versus the world. And that helps me right now during COVID. Yep. When we have stressors and get in our arguments and fights and we're trying to deal with things that don't have answers. You know, mm-hmm. the thing that I keep reminding myself is like, she's not attacking me. I'm not attacking her. We are trying to figure out the best solution for us. Yep. So um, that communication, I mean, it's said over and over again, but it all, always comes down to communication. Mm-hmm. There are always going to be fights. There's always going to be differences of opinions. Th- and there could be all sorts of open marriages or, you know, poly or monogamous or whatever the different things are. Everything's okay as long as you have a good communication style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's always hard because yes, it is. Um, you have to, if one of the issues is I don't do dishes. Mm-hmm. And you say, "Hunt, what the? F- I told you to do the dishes yesterday." My defenses go up. Right. I come on the attack. I, you know, my walls come up, um, and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. If we can learn to talk about how it affects us and how we feel about it, it's not attacking, and it, you you can't just you can't shove away someone's feelings. If I said, you know, said the same thing to her, I said, "Honey." When I ask you to do the dishes and you don't, it makes me feel that you don't listen to me or respect me or think that these things need to be done. And that makes me sad. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, we don't want to make each other sad. So when something is said in that way and how it reflects to you, it reduces the, abil- the, the chance that they're going to get mad and hopefully allows you to work into a productive conversation on how to fix the issue. Mm-hmm. It's taking that breath and pausing before you respond. You don't respond with emotions 100% of the time. You know, you want to respond with self-awareness and with logic just so that you can maintain a civil relationship. And unfortunately, most people respond with emotion before they do anything and they don't check themselves. And that's something that I work on first is your mindset work and becoming self-aware of your own mindset, your own reactions before you project it onto your spouse. That's one of the first lessons that we learn. That's something that you said too, projection. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, the things that we don't even realize that we're doing until you know that it's a thing. Right. You know, the easiest example, 
right now as our president. If he says something, he's projecting, chances mm -hmm. are he's probably doing it. You yeah. know, it's just, it's almost like a one for one, you know, because he's not that slick. So when people, like, for instance, uh, when you, if you are constantly being accused of cheating by your spouse and mm -hmm. you are not, there is a large probability that they are cheating yeah. and projecting their own insecurities and emotions onto you. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it, I mean, it's, dating is a mix of psychology, biology, sociology, and anthropology. By definition, so is everything we do because those are the four tenets of humanity. I just mention it because like everything else, those aspects are going to come into play in dating your spouse. And we have to understand the, you know, the classic men are fixers. Women want to be heard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen that video? It's not about the nail. No. Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. And it's, it's a boyfriend and girlfriend or men and wife. I'm not sure, but they're, they're sitting on a couch and she has a nail sticking out of her forehead. And she is crying and she's trying to pour her heart out to him about how there's holes in her sweater. She has a constant headache and all this stuff. And he's like, because there's a nail. And she goes, that's not about the nail. I just want you to listen to me. And he's over here going, but if we just pulled it out, you know, if we just pulled it out and it portrays men and women's relationships perfectly. No, that's, that's exactly it. The, the examples I use too is wife come home from work. Oh, my feet hurt. The man mm -hmm. wants to make the woman happy. Mm-hmm. So he wants to fix the problem. Okay, we'll go out tomorrow and get you some more shoes. Yeah. That's not what she wants. She wants to just hear, oh my God, that sucks. I know it sucks to be on your feet all day, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. On the other, because, but the man's doing what he thinks he should be doing, but he gets yelled at. On the other side of it, there's, you know, men, when they have a problem that they're wrestling with, we do it interior, inside first. Um, we wrestle around in our head, try to figure it out. Um, before we, we are ready to bring it forth. Right. Whereas, say, two women, they will blurt it all out and work through it together. Mm -hmm. well, so if I'm worrying through something, the woman's trying to do the same thing, and she's just sitting there trying to, like, get into my head and poke at it, doing mm -hmm. what she thinks is right and should be done, and I'm finally blow up at her, uh, you know, get away from me. Mm -hmm. Both sides are trying to do, and this isn't a, in an ideal relationship, both sides mm -hmm. are trying to do what they think the other one is going to make them happy. And they're yeah. not only not doing that, they're kind of making it worse, mm -hmm. you know, and that, you know, that cycles back again to the love languages. Yep. It sure does. And that's, that's what I love about taking the love language quiz. You know, the five love languages is because once you figure out your love language, once you figure out your communication style, then you figure out your dating style. And if you can communicate with those fluently and you understand how the others work, suddenly you have this blend of communication that's almost, I don't want to say flawless, but close because it's, you're able to understand it. It's deeper, I would yes. say. Like, so before, like, all I want to do is her to hug and kiss me every time that she comes home from work and she mm -hmm. doesn't. All she does is she just goes in and does the dishes. Yep. Well, acts of service is her love language. And now, if you understand that, all of a sudden you start to see all the things that she does for you, which is her way of saying, I love you, which is like, oh, okay, all right, okay, this is cool. So, And that yeah. goes back to dating your spouse. So if you wanted to actually, I don't know, start spicing up your marriage again by going out and doing new adventures together, 
you learn each other's love language. So you figure out how to date your spouse by understanding, okay, if it's acts of service that she enjoys, set up the entire date without having her worry about it. And she's going to appreciate all the time and effort you put into setting up that date. doesn't matter what the date is. The ma what matters is you put forth that kind of effort and showed her that appreciation. Failing spectacularly is sometimes better than succeeding minimally. Yes, very well said. Very well said. And that goes both ways. If his act of service is time and all he wants to do is spend time with you, he doesn't care if it's Netflix and chill on the couch. As long as he's spending time with you, it doesn't matter what the activity is. So some people think when we say dating your spouse, you have to go through these elaborate means because you always have to do something different that you haven't done with your spouse before when really you just need to learn what their love language is, what their needs are to fulfill them to have a successful dating life with your spouse. But I would like to cycle back with something you actually did just say, because doing, okay, so relationships are emotional. Mm -hmm. So how do we create that chemistry? In Because, you know, when you meet someone new, chemistry is, you know, all over the place. Right. It is more difficult. It's, it, it is still there with love, with mature love. It is just mm -hmm. different chemistry. But let's talk about dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin. Mm -hmm. um, these are the chemicals that make us feel good in relationships and in life in general. Right. Um, when you do something new that you've mm -hmm. never done before, you have adrenaline, fear, dopamine, serotonin, and, and all of these things coursing through your veins, which create emotions. Mm -hmm. Good, bad, and different, you know. Like, you know, like skydiving, it's going to make you scared, but you're still going to do it. And while scared is not, is sort of a negative emotion, done it correctly. Um, right. So, and it doesn't have to be skydiving. I once just for the fun of it, left my cell phone at home, went on the subway, got off a subway stop that I'd never been off at before, walked myself to a bar that I'd never been at before and see, tried to see what I could do with no phone, no backup, no nothing, mm -hmm. just for fun. Um, walk down a different street it's it can be as small as those things anytime you do something new you're getting those emotions to course through your veins again and those emotions make you remember those mm -hmm. times if you don't change anything it, everything becomes predictable and there's nothing to look forward to and there's no emotions mm -hmm. so we need we need to create these situations because they don't necessarily pop up like they do when you when you are single. But so, if you just, you know, you say like, we're going to do something new. What? Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to go to the Chinese, the new Chinese restaurant in town. I don't like Chinese food. I don't either. We're going to go. And if we hate mm -hmm. it, then we get to talk for years about how awful our choice was. And it's new because we did something different. And now we added a, a memory and a story to it. I call that creating positive emotional drama. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it's all about breaking those routines, like you say, too. I mean, yes, you can have your usual date where let's say you, you go to the movies once a week with your spouse. Okay, that's good. You're spending time together. You have that allotted out, but you're not creating that new high that you need to keep the relationship um, sparked. You know, you can, any routine can become, or anything can become a routine, no matter what it is. So you always yeah, you have, have to think every day. to break that. Yeah, if you have lobster every day, after a while, it's going to not be good. Yeah, so. it's not special anymore. Lobster exactly, isn't special exactly. if you had it. So. And you might want a freaking hot dog. And you're mm -hmm. like, well, but a hot dog is way lower than a lobster. It's like, yeah, but it's different. Mm -hmm. You know, the variety is the spice of life. That whole thing comes into 
our own relationships, it doesn't mean other people, variety of what we do, what we experience. There's, one of the things that's been hard about this COVID is like, you know, wife and I sit down, like, how was your day? Well, you were here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't you have saw any, like, everything I did. So, like, so like even those beginning first couple of months, you know, up here in New York, it was, it was harsh. So mm -hmm. like, just if we walk around the block, now I can talk to you about a piece of trash I saw. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's new stimuli. It's just something new that we can talk about. So that's, it's, do not have to be big, grandiose gestures in any sort of the way, but bringing newness in can help create emotion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you need that emotion. Otherwise you just turn into zombies and you turn into roommates into your own house. Exactly. And you don't yeah, know you turn each into other. Roommates. Mm -hmm. And that's how marriages start falling apart but you've got to catch it early. So when you feel yourself in those routines, you need to start thinking outside of the box rather quickly, but you need to be aware enough to know that that routine has happened. Yep. Like, and like those bids that we were talking about, if I keep saying bids, you keep shooting them down. Guess what? I'm not going to bring them into you anymore. Yep. So I'm starting the shutdown process already. Mm -hmm. Yep. And really it's all about communication there as well. You know, if you, like you said, the bit about the bird, hey, honey, look at that bird. And she may have been thinking about something off the wall and that is why she responded negatively. You need to figure that out too before you shut down. That way right. you understand totally. you know, that she I'm, may not no, be projecting I'm so sorry, honey. I, I, I can't look at the, I'm just really stressed over whether or not we're gonna send our daughter to pre-K right now. I, I'm very happy that there's a bird mm -hmm. outside right now, but I just can't, I don't have the bandwidth for it right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. No problem. Yep. And expressing that vulnerability, I always say this, vulnerability is your superpower. Expressing that vulnerability is what keeps your marriage fresh and it's what keeps your communication fluid. Without vulnerability it- Vulnerability is confidence. Yes. And without it, you have your silos. You separate and then your marriage breaks down. You're no longer dating. You're no longer talking. You're no longer even in the same room with each other because you can't stand each other. And it happens fast. It happens very, very 34 fast. 34% rise in divorces right now mm -hmm. in the U.S. Yep. Because yep. of obvious reasons. Well, every, everyone has to spend, I've, I've had a lot of clients lately about with COVID and going, I have to see him all the time. What do I do? And you weren't like, meant to. Even yeah. the best of relationships mm -hmm. is not how humans are meant to be. So yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my husband and I, COVID has actually been a huge relief for us because we enjoyed spending 24-7 together, and now we're back to doing 24-7 together. So it's, it's worked out well for us, but there's been a lot of people that are calling me up going, I don't, I don't know what to say to him anymore, or I don't know how to talk to her anymore. We've said everything that we have to say. I don't know what to do. And that's when exactly like what you said, go walk around the block, go outside you know, watch a different TV show together if you, if you don't want to go outside, you know, but find something different, play a board game, find something different to do together that still keeps you asking questions. And that's something fun I like to do is every now and then I'll make up questions or I'll pull up questions or a card game off of Google for like, let's play 21 questions. Mm -hmm. And you, you check in with your spouse to see if they're still the same person that they were before, or if they've changed and you didn't see that change happen. Like, Colby, for example, his favorite color used to be blue. Now it's brown and red. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know exactly when that change happened, but I know there was a change happened because I checked in with my husband to make sure I still know who he is. And that is so important, especially in times like now, when you have all that time together, 
it's a perfect time to check in, figure out who each other are, get your opinions on current issues on things again, preferably without blowing the roof off of the house if you guys disagree with something. But it's it's a great way to reconnect and to start dating again. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And um, I, I've been enjoying it too. I love that my wife's home more often. Obviously, I joked like we have we as society mm-hmm. we have to find ways of social distancing within social distancing. Right. Um, so that we yeah uh, you know my wife had coworkers that had twins in a studio apartment in a high rise. They don't want to go through the hallways and elevators because it's just a gauntlet of germs. They don't have a balcony. They can't escape each other or their kids. I am glad that that is not something I'm suffering Mm -hmm. from. So, and, you know, especially as most people, many times people think of asking for help is a weakness, Mm -hmm. uh, especially men. So they are struggling alone. Uh, yep. through unprecedented times when we need more help than ever before. Mm-hmm. And this is the perfect time to ask for help as well, too, because it's not like you're suffering alone. You know, like if you lost your job and everyone else was trucking along, you may not want to talk to people because they don't understand what you're going through. Right now, everybody knows what we're going through. So right. it's okay to open up more so. Right. This is one of the most vulnerable moments of our country in recent history, I should say. I could and, I would say one of the most vulnerable in the histories in the, the history of our country. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the number one, but it, mm-hmm. I'd say it's, you know, in the top five. And we're all we're all doing like you say, we're all doing it together. So because there's that mutual understanding throughout, what would you say to some men who are still trying to silo and fall into those old habits and not ask for help when they really need it? It's a long process because we have been purposely stunted. We have been told not to communicate, do not tell people, shove your emotions down. That's not something that you can just, you know, turn off and turn on again, um, unfortunately. So Mm -hmm. what you need to do is just start saying I sentences. That is a good place to start. I realize that I don't like this TV show anymore. Mm -hmm. Not... Do we have to watch this again? If you say, I am not enjoying this TV show anymore, would you be up for finding something different? Not attacking, not saying, just offering, just saying what you feel. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just simple statements. Don't have to go into, I would like it if maybe I could have between the hours of 9 and 9.33 every day because I need to prepare for my 10 o'clock meetings. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know that. Sure, let's figure some things around. Usually we just hold it in, hold it in, and so, you know, it all comes out. And yeah. That's not good. And at the same time, too, it's also okay to feel all these feelings. There, I sometimes, you, <laughs> I watched a sad movie so I could cry. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's not necessarily like I can't say get in touch with emotion. You know, this is a very fucked up time to use part of my French. Mm-hmm. It's hard to process everything that's going through. So sometimes you need a catalyst or a way to go through. So watch The Notebook or Old Yeller, you know, something mm-hmm. that is a little sad. You can cry or open up or allow yourself to feel those feelings, mm-hmm. which can go alongside these true feelings that are happening at the moment as well, too. And it gives you an outlet without it being like you're on your knees 
crying in the corner by yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go jump all the way into this things. You just start trying to say how you feel. I feel sad today. Why do you feel sad? I don't know. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's working through that. I don't know. You know, it's pushing a little bit past that too. Of I feel sad. Okay. I don't know why I feel sad, but I just feel sad. Well, let's, let's think about that for a second. You don't even have to project it to someone else. You can have this conversation with just yourself, Mm -hmm. but, but really push yourself to figure that out because if you don't, then you, you continue to feel sad and you don't know why you can't resolve it. Yeah. I do that often. Like I'll just be sitting there and I'll feel disconcerned. Like there'll just Mm -hmm. be like a nugget of something. I'm like, what is that from? And I'll like review my day and look at my phone calls and I'll think of one email and that'll come back up. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, all right. So yeah, I guess I see what, because I was expecting something to happen and it didn't happen. Okay. Well, can I do anything about it? No. Yes. You know, then I can at least understand where that little feeling of, you know, is coming Mm -hmm. from. And you have, Polonius said, know thyself in Shakespeare. And the thing is, most of us don't want to. It's scary. Because that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. We have dark doors in our heads, all of us, very dark. And we have to explore those places if we have to understand who we are and what we want and to be okay. There's no perfect person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't have to be. But if you don't allow yourself to understand your good points and your bad points, it's hard for you to fix the things that need to be fixing. Mm-hmm. Well, and as a society, we've been raised that don't admit that you're wrong. You know, never, ever, ever admit that you have done something in fallacy at all. So when it comes to addressing our own faults, that goes against everything that we've been taught, everything that we believe. So it's terrifying to admit that we aren't perfect. We don't sit on a pedestal. And this person over here that I just called an idiot may not actually be an idiot. It may be me. And well, you that's have to work self-reflection. That. People don't like self-reflection. Exactly. But the only way to get somewhere with yourself and with your spouse is to do it. And that's what's scary about it is because we don't like it. We don't like to see the, the bad sides of ourselves because that means work. It means we have to work on it. It means we've admitted it. So we no longer have an excuse that is ignorant. Exactly. That's it. exactly it. If you mm-hmm. don't admit it, then you don't have to work on it. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. And the same goes for your marriage. If you don't admit what your doing in your marriage that is causing some conflict then you can't admit what right or you can't start working if somebody on tells the me there's nothing wrong in my marriage mm-hmm. i don't want to talk to you yep because yep. there's something wrong in everyone's mm-hmm. i mean it's just the way it, it's not wrong there are things that can be improved yep. in every marriage and if you don't think that yours can then you're not in the headspace to accept help or growth or growth Mm-hmm. Yep. This has been very, very, very enlightening. I think a lot of people are going to get some stuff out of this. So let's end on a light note on one more question. If you could offer up any date night ideas or activities for people that are stuck in COVID, what are some ideas you would give them? One thing I would do is say, take a, take a hat. The mm-hmm. husband writes down a couple of activities that can be done in the house. The wife writes down a couple of activities that can be done in the house. Mm-hmm put it in the hat and just shuffle it up. And it's like, okay, what are we doing today? Ah, oh, we're making homemade pasta. All right, fine, fine, fine. Mm-hmm. Where's the wine? Exactly. Um, <laughs> and, and cause there's a bit of unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you both know that each of you have things that you have put in that you like. 
And you also know that it's weighted. So yeah, there's half the things I want to do and half things I may not want to do, but that's equal, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and there's a little bit of, ooh, what's it going to be? You're creating a little bit of excitement. Um, even if you didn't like doing that one thing, then it gives you time to look forward to the next thing. So mm-hmm. again, you're creating these emotions and that'll just at least get you in, it's a tool to help you figure out how to continue to do that on your own later and make them silly. Uh, okay, what are we doing now? Spin around five times in a row and see how many walls I can touch in 30 seconds. Okay. You why not? Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, honey, remember that time you ran into the wall with your head first? Now you have a story for the rest of your life. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's about just kind of creating and finding those, those opportunities. I love that. That's a really good idea. I'm going to pull that on my husband now. Cause like right now we, we live, you know, we live rurally, we live on a farm. So everything that we do is usually outside. But yesterday we were going, what do you want to do this evening? And it's rare that we ever have those evenings. But when we do it, we we're at a loss actually, because we always have something else going on. So I like that idea. Go through your attic. Yeah. Oh, we don't have one. <laughs> Basement? We don't have that either. We, Fine, <laughs> we don't have hardly any storage. Like, like, as we've been doing with this too, I'm sure like our houses collect stuff. Like, mm-hmm. let's go take a random corner and just start looking at things. Like, oh my God, remember this. Oh my God, remember this. Let's go open some boxes. Oh man, we should probably throw this out. Yeah. Because yeah. then it also gives you the chance to talk about the memories of the things that you're coming across. Mm-hmm. And you'll learn something new about your spouse when you do it. Yeah. Well, Hunt, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you coming on board yeah, with no this problem. and, and offering some amazing advice. So, so it's always fun to be to talk with you. I hope that your listeners get, get a few things out of that and um, we can all be better. Yes. Now, please tell everyone where they can find you if they want to work with you. Sure. You can go to huntforadvice.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you'll find all the portals of you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and things like that as well, too. Or Google my name, Hunt Etheridge. I'm lucky enough that I have a unique first name. And so mm-hmm. I own about the first five pages of Google. So that's that's helpful as well, too. But call me. Let's talk. There's so much. And now that we can do all of this virtually, it's so easy to, to get help. Mm-hmm. And there's no limits. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us and for listening to Hunt. Please feel free to reach out to him again. Follow him on social media. Find his articles on Match.com. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.